1: My name is Christine, and I'll be your conference operator today. At this time, I would like to welcome everyone to the Copper Mountain Mining Corporation second quarter 2020 earnings conference call. All lines have been placed on mute to avoid any background noise. After the speaker's remarks, there will be a question and answer session. If you would like to ask a question during this time, simply press star, then the number one on your telephone keypad. If you would like to withdraw your question, press the pound key. Please note that the comments made today that are not of a historical factual nature may contain forward-looking statements. This information, by its nature, is subject to risks and uncertainties that may cause the stated outcome to differ materially from actual outcomes. Please refer to slide 2 of today's presentation and Copper Mountain's second quarter 2020 management's discussion and analysis for more information. I would now like to turn the call over to Gil Clausen, President and CEO of Copper Mountain Mining. Please go ahead, sir.
2: Thank you and good morning, everyone. Starting on slide three, as you can see, I have with me Don Strickland, Copper Mountain's chief operating officer and Rod Shire, our chief financial officer. I'll begin by providing a brief update and summary of the quarter, Don will provide a more detailed discussion on our operation, followed by Rod who will speak to our financial results. I'll then wrap up and open the call to questions. Turning to slide four, we had a strong second quarter despite the pressure on copper prices due to COVID-19. This is a result of the fast response we had in implementing our revised mine plan in early March, we were able to uh, navigate through the low copper price environment and exceed our plan expectations. This um, adjustment kind of demonstrates the sequencing flexibility of the Copper Mountain Mine and our team's ability to adapt quickly to the changing market conditions. Copper equivalent production in the second quarter of 2020 was up 8% compared to the second quarter of last year to 23.9 million pounds of copper equivalent, which includes 18.1 million pounds of copper, nearly 7,500 ounces of gold and over 86,000 ounces of silver. A meaningful contributor to our strong quarter was our precious metals production. Gold production was up 8%, and the gold price was up 32% in the quarter compared to last year. As you're well aware, the gold prices continue to rise since. Um, Silver production was also up, it increased 31%, and uh, silver price was up 11%. Silver price has gone up significantly post the second quarter, and uh, just as a reminder, the Copper Mountain mine has a reserve of one and a half million ounces of gold and over ten million ounces of silver. And if you look at our life of mine plan, you'll see that in many years we expect to produce 50 to 70,000 ounces of gold and about 55, uh, 550 rather thousand ounces of silver, all of which is completely unhedged. At today's metal prices, gold production represents about 30% of the value of Copper Mountain mine reserves, or 25% when you factor in recoveries. This is a material precious metals byproduct exposure which differentiates Copper Mountain from a lot of our copper producing peers. In the quarter, we were successful in reducing costs on all fronts. Uh, C1 costs decreased 15% to $1.48 per pound. AISC down 9% to $1.67, and all-in costs 29% lower to $1.67 per pound. AISC and AIC were the same as there was no deferred stripping or low-cost stockpile inventory mining costs incurred in a quarter. We're on track to uh, achieve our 2020 production guidance of 70 to 75 million pounds of copper, Production is expected to improve in the second half of the year as a result of, you know, slightly increased grades but uh, uh, increased recovery. Don will go uh, into more detail on our mine plan uh, later on this call. All-in cost is currently tracking below our guidance range, and while we expect to continue to experience lower lower AIC in the second half of the year, we're maintaining our guidance in light of any unforeseen impacts that could occur in relation to COVID-19. However, we will uh, reevaluate our cost guidance next quarter. Turning to slide five, on the financial front, revenue increased this quarter by 40% to 91 million when compared to last year. It's largely driven by a positive mark-to-market adjustment of 19 million as a result of increasing copper prices. Gross profit, Earnings and cash flow also increased significantly this quarter compared to last year with metal prices improving and lower costs. Our objective is to build our cash position to allow for a rapid restart of the installation of the third ball mill, which is the second stage of the 45,000 ton per day mill expansion project. We completed the first stage, the installation of the direct flotation reactors in early July. On time and on budget. We anticipate uh, recommencing installation of the third ball mill late this year or early 2021 dependent on market conditions. In the quarter, we also completed a bankable feasibility study on our EVA copper project in Australia. We improved EVA economic and operating metrics across the board, NPV, IRR, production and mine life and lowered costs, it was a great result. Um, I'll now turn over the call to Don to go over our operational results for the quarter.
3: Thanks Gil. Starting on slide 7, as Gil highlighted, we quickly revised our mine plan in March in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. The mine is not at any COVID-19 cases. The team has worked very closely with the BC Ministry of Mines, the BC Chief Medical Officer, the Mining Association of BC and our local communities to mitigate risk associated with COVID-19. It is through this coordinated effort that we've been able to safely maintain full operations as per our revised mine plan. Mine performance was in line with expectations during the quarter. As shown on this slide, in Q2, we focused on mining Phase 1 as a main ore supply, with some supplemental ore supply from Phase 2. Phase three mining was deferred during the quarter with mining restarted in early Q3. Phase one will will complete in early Q3 and we will transition to phase three ore as our main ore supply, providing higher grade for the second half of the year and for 2021. The western lobe of phase one has been mined out and is presently being backfilled with waste from pit pit three or phase three. This provides a short waste haul We will continue to operate on our revised mining plan for the remainder of the year with lower mining costs due to the short waste hauls and the lower strip ratio. Turning to slide number eight, this is a picture of the world's first hydraulic shovel operating with MindSense's XRF technology. We are presently sorting ore and waste at the shovel bucket with this shovel. Several years ago, we reviewed available ore sorting technology and decided to move forward with MindSense. Two years ago, we completed bulk pilot work and confirmed the potential of this technology for our ore body. We then moved forward with production development. Over the last year, we have been working in close partnership with MindSense, advancing the technology on the shovel. The objective was to achieve reliable results with a robust equipment design that can stand up to this application. We have evolved to the installation that you see located between the pins of the shovel bucket. We are pleased with the results to date. We are now finalizing the system automation and integration into our fleet management system. We are also commissioning a system on our loader and we'll be installing a system on our largest hydraulic excavator later this year. We believe in this technology and we believe the transparent partnership between Copper Mountain and MindSense and our respective innovative cultures will support capturing the full potential of this technology. Turning to slide number nine, The mill continued to operate very consistently on all metrics during the quarter, and performance was in line with expectations. Recovery has returned to historical levels as we transitioned to coarser mineralogy and complete milling of the small reserve tonnage of fine mineralogy ore that is associated with phase one. Turning to slide number 10. We completed the installation of the DFR circuit and started commissioning it in early July. It is a low capex, high value project, and it was completed on schedule and on budget, even with the additional challenges presented with COVID-19. This highlights the capability of our project and operating teams to deliver this project on schedule and on budget under these unprecedented conditions. The objective of this project is to increase the final concentrate rate from 25 to 28% copper, a 12% increase, which will reduce costs and increase revenue. The target was quickly achieved, and we're now focused on optimizing the circuit. Turning to slide 11, Copper Mountain is fully committed to responsible mining and implementing the Mining Association of Canada, TSM, or Towards Sustainable Mining Standard. We have achieved a AA rating on tailings management and are committed to achieving AA ratings on safety and health and Aboriginal community outreach in 2020 followed by an a rating on the remaining protocols by the end of 2021. Turning to slide 12, in Q2, we published the updated feasibility study on the EVA project. The project now has a longer 15-year mine life with increased copper production, averaging 100 million pounds per year. This has significantly improved the project economics, increasing the after-tax npv 8 to US 437 million, with a 29% IRR. Some of the key updates include the additional exploration drilling completed on blackard in 2019, the inclusion of blackard and scantling deposits in the mine plan following extensive metallurgical test work and associated flow sheet updates, and mill flow sheet changes to increase the tonnage rate and reduce operating costs. EVA is a robust, low capital intensity project in a tier one mining jurisdiction. I now turn the call over to Rod to go
4: over our financial results. Thank you, Don. As noted on slide 14, revenue for the second quarter was $91 million. On the sale of nearly 19 million pounds of copper, approximately 6,300 ounces of gold, and a little over 80,000 ounces of silver. Higher revenue in Q2 2020 as compared to Q2 2019 was a result of higher pounds of copper being sold during the quarter, and a $19 million positive mark-to-market adjustment on revenue for unsettled shipments at the end of the quarter. In addition, stronger pressure metal pricing in Q2 2020 also helped bolster revenues during the quarter. Cost of sales for the second quarter of 2020 was 60.8 million, as compared to 63.5 million for the second quarter of 2019. Despite the revised operating plan announced in early March 2020 that has 15.5 million fewer tons of rock being mined this year, cost of sales was relatively unchanged when compared to the same period in 2019. This is a result of higher deferred stripping costs experienced in 2019 as compared to 2020, as this has the effect of reducing cost of sales for that comparative period. This all results in a gross profit of $30.2 million for the second quarter of 2020, as compared to $1.6 million for the same period in 2019. Turning to slide 15. Net income was $31.9 million in Q2 2020, or about $0.12 cents per share, as compared to $600,000, or $0.01 cent per share, for Q2 2019. Net income for Q2 2020 included a non-cash unrealized foreign exchange gain of about 14.5 million as compared to a non-cash unrealized foreign exchange gain of about 6.7 million in Q2 2019, a differential of approximately 7.8 million, which was primarily related to the company's debt that is denominated in US dollars. In the second quarter of 2020, EBITDA was 49 million, while adjusted EBITDA was $15.7 million. Cash flow from operations was $41.5 million before working capital changes and about $15.6 million after working capital changes. We made investments of $9.6 million during the quarter into capital projects like the DFR project and long-lead items for the Ball Military expansion. In addition, we further reduced down debt by $11.5 million Made up of lease payments and the senior credit facility principal and interest payments. This allowed us to end the quarter with approximately 29 million in cash. Cash flow is growing as evident by the quarter end 19 million mark to market adjustment, which was based on a copper price of about US 272 a pound copper. And as these metal prices continue to remain strong, the company is very well positioned to add significant dollars to its cash balance by the end of the year. And now, Gil will provide some closing remarks.
2: Hey, thanks, Rod. On uh, slide 17, we're uh, highlighting the catalysts we have planned for the remainder of the year. Uh, We'll update the reserve and the resource for Copper Mountain Mine in the fourth quarter, which will include the drilling that is currently underway and uh, having greatly expanded our reserves to 31 years over the last year or so, we're now in the enviable position where our reserve life materially outsizes our annual production rate. So it's obvious uh, and becomes very important that we evaluate a further expansion study to test an increase in production rate at the Copper Mountain mine to 65,000 tons per day. We expect to announce the results of this expansion study within the next several months. Again, we anticipate restarting the installation of the third ball mill, depending on market conditions as we build up our cash position over the next quarter or two. We do have the ability to rapidly restart this ball mill three uh, installation project as we have the mill on site and we have maintained expenditures on all long-lead items. With the uh, third ball mill in place, uh, we expect production to increase by 15 to 18% as a result of higher throughput and improved recoveries. And uh, before we conclude, I just want to remind our shareholders that our AGM is planned for September the 9th, and that our proxy circular will be sent to our shareholders in early August. With that, I will now open up the call to questions.
1: Thank you. As a reminder, to ask a question, you will need to press star, then one, on your telephone. To withdraw your question, please press the pound or hash key. Please stand by. We compile the Q&A roster. Your first question comes from the line of George Topping from Industrial Alliance. Your line is open.
5: Great. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Well. Well done. That was a good quarter. Um on the all-in sustaining cost guidance, um, could you tell me or just remind me what your your gold and silver prices byproducts
2: that you used for that? Well, um, we used uh, a lower price of about fourteen fifty when we we put that guidance together. Uh, uh, Rod, you uh, do you have that number handy?
4: uh I don't have the gu- that guidance number off the top of my head unfortunately uh i do yeah, i think you that off- offline. what we said the that you're talking about the budgeted at our revised budget yeah, uh pressure level pricing
2: yeah it was about it was in that range fourteen it was in that 14, range for sure fourteen fifty to fifteen hundred was it was in that range all right good And then so
5: the, secondly, um, you know, just off the first quantum call, they're fifty percent hedged for the next twelve months uh on copper, but um not suggesting that you do the same. I think that's a mistake. I, I, on on the precious metals side, have you uh, any any thoughts
2: about hedging on the Canadian
5: dollar or precious metals?
2: Um, I didn't hear that first part again, George. Could you repeat? I, we, are, we remain unhedged on all our metals.
5: So what, what was the Uh The question was whether or not you would entertain hedging on uh, the precious metals portion or the Canadian dollar portion
2: as you move towards the expansion. Uh, we have no plans at this time to put any hedges in place. Okay,
5: and then just lastly, before I give somebody else a shot, um, on the EVA project, are you entertaining uh, industry peers at this point on on site, or what? Uh, any any movement there on what your
2: strategy might be for EVA? I think with with respect to EVA, our strategy remains um, remains unchanged. Uh, we talked a lot in the past about the value and the optionality that EVA provides to our shareholders. And that we would be looking for um, various non-dilutive ways to develop and advance that project, and um, certainly one of, one of them is is to look at uh, project partners. Uh, we've seen um, interest from third parties uh, in in, uh, in in that project in particular. So, uh, you know, we continue to have have dialogue, and and uh, my my sense is that that uh, the EVA EVA project, um, you know, obviously as a, as a, a low capital intensity and high, high value project in a tier one jurisdiction, um, will most certainly be developed. It's a matter of, uh, from our perspective, making sure that we have um, the right development plan in place. So we're, we're working on that as a team right now. And, and that's uh, a significant uh, focus of, uh, of our corporate team to uh, to put together... Uh, plan for EVA and uh, hopefully within the next little while we'll be able to uh, discuss that more broadly. Okay, fair enough. Thanks.
1: Your next question comes from line of Stefan Ayanu from Cormark Securities. Your line is open.
0: Great, hey, thanks very much, guys. Yeah, Good-looking quarter. I'm just wondering just maybe a little bit on the, the minutiae of the, um, the production profile through the second quarter. I know originally it's sort of, I think the plan was that you'd be in the sort of basically confined to pit one during the quarter where it's, you know, finer grain mineralization with lower recoveries, but you know, obviously it was great to see the recovery up at 79%. And you mentioned that you were getting back into sort of coarser grain material at the end of the quarter. Was that coming from pit one or did you actually make it into pit three uh, before quarter's end, which helped to boost the grades? Just wondering how the, how the sort of the feed characteristics versus the recovery played out in terms of where it was coming from and stuff.
3: Yeah, it's dependent. It's gone. Uh, we were uh, still mining on, on the outer edges of, of pit one and a little deeper in pit one and uh, some some more supply from uh, pit two. So what we've seen is, is as the quarter uh, uh, moved forward, uh, we, we got higher recoveries uh, towards the latter part of the quarter, which helped our overall quarter recovery.
0: Got it, got it. But you're not formally – are you actually in pit three now or is that coming or where –
3: no, we're not officially in Pit Three yet. We just uh, started uh, some some waste development in Pit Three, and okay. uh, so that comes a little bit later.
0: Okay. And is, is the plan still to defer some of the higher grade mineralization in Pit Three until next year, and just sort of focus on maybe some of the lower grade course mm-hmm. grain grade mineralization for now?
3: No, uh, our our revised plan is uh, uh, we'll be mining Pit Three in the second half and all through 2021.
0: Okay, and that and that and is pit three all good grade stuff? Where you are you again focusing on? Are you leave some of the highest grade nuggets of pit three till later, or are you going to go after them right away? <laughs> C-
3: certainly, as we get deeper, it's uh, the grades in pit three are, are uh, much much more robust.
0: Okay, got it. Okay, thanks very much. Appreciate it, uh, guys.
2: Yeah, Stefan, I'd have to say that we're sort of back on the pit three development plan that we, you know, we deferred basically yeah in the the first quarter so and uh, as you may recall the the reason for a lot of that deferral was was to to move into lower mining costs um and reduce actually our fleet requirement um in mining because we eliminated that long uphill haul out of pit three now that we completed the western lobe of, of pit number one we're back in pit three right now with the shovel and we're, um, we're putting the waste into that western lobe, which is at the final um, ultimate pit, uh, yeah. pit number one. And now we start opening up the ore faces in bit three. So, so it's working out that now we're in pit three with a lower cost profile than we had originally intended in our original mine plan. But again, I just want to reiterate to everybody, it demonstrates the flexibility we have at Copper Mountain. We have a lot of open faces and a lot of open areas that we can get to. And, and without changing our life of mind plan, our ultimate plan, our, our overall stripping or anything else, but we have flexibility on a quarter and quarter out basis to be able to adapt.
0: Okay, that's great. No, I appreciate the, the minutiae clarity. Much appreciated.
1: Your next question comes from a line of George Topping from Industrial Alliance. Your line is open.
5: Okay, thank you. Just a follow up on the on the exploration that you mentioned. The MDNA pushing uh pushing uh, exploration from the main pit out to, to Ingerbell. Would are you planning any uh any exploration or resource updates ahead of the, the year end release? On the uh, on the drilling specifically, and what your your plans are
2: there for exploration. Um, I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let uh, Don talk a little bit about that, but I do want to talk um, just broadly. We've done a lot of this year. We've done a lot of of um, um, resource extension or or um, I would call definition drilling. But on the pure exploration side, we're looking at at uh, the the eastern wall of Pit Three, and we're looking at um, the extension down down dip of Pit Two towards Ingerbell, but uh, we're also doing some pure um, wild padding in, in in Ingerbell. Interesting aspect of this deposit, as you may know, is that the gold ratios um, increase from the Copper mountainside towards Ingerbell. Ingerbell has a higher gold content. And if you look at the Ingerbell deposit in itself, the gold ratios uh, tend to increase with depth. So there's a lot of interest, and I think a lot of, of, of I think it's timely um, view from our company and our, our our team that we should be drilling deep holes at Ingerbell and we've got a couple of deep holes uh, underway right now uh, just to test the hypothesis of increasing gold content with with depth, we don't. We there's uh, the geological model is, is is very, I think, very good, but we we need to test that hypothesis at depth. So we are doing that um, currently, and and we hope to be announcing some exploration results uh, uh, this year as well. Okay. Good.
1: Your next question comes from the line of Oscar Cabrera from CIBC. Your line is open. Well,
6: thank you, Brader, and good morning, everyone. Uh yeah, congratulations on the stronger souls, guys. Um I apologize. I I joined your call late, so um, you know, I apologize if someone already asked this question, but um you're going into pit three with higher grade um the second half of this year, um, and then restarting the um or installing the 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 or continuing the bulk, the, the mill expansion the first half of next i was wondering if you could provide context around what you expect to see with your rate profile into 2021 and, and um how long if any um the mill would be stopped for that installation or if you get to see any changes with throughput um as you go into 2021
2: we uh thanks uh oscar um we don't anticipate any downtime related to the, the installation of ball mill number three. We, uh, we normally do our, our major work during, um, uh, existing downtimes if we're doing liner changes in the sag mill or anything like that. So we've always timed our installation work, whether it's the DFRs or, or major screen work or transformer work that we did last year, uh, to coincide with, with normal, um, operating downtimes in the mill. Uh, I, we see no difference uh, with ball mill number three. We did all the tie-ins earlier um, in the year. Uh, a lot of the construction activities take place in in what is an existing empty bay right now. Uh, the piping uh, the piping runs have been done. The electrical runs just need to be done and connected to uh, the new e house, which is going outside of the mill. And we should be able to isolate the construction activities uh, in that one in that one bay when we install the mill. So we don't anticipate any. Any downtime related to that. Uh, with respect to grade, um, you know, if you look at our long-range uh, plan, uh, you can see that we we are getting into some pretty pretty uh, good grade runs. And when we gave our three-year guidance before, we had some some pretty good-looking um, grades going into uh, this year and next. Uh, as a result of the modifications to the plan, we're just deferring some of that high grade at a lower cost. So you can anticipate um, as the year progresses the as, and we get more and more into this pit three material that our grade profile will, will increase and get back to where we were sort of forecasting on our, on our, on our guidance. But, uh, with the mill expansion slightly delayed, you'll see obviously that, that delay in the extra production as a result of the throughput, um, be, you know, be put off by about six months, but we'll, we'll put out guidance again, um, like we normally do at, at the beginning of next year. But, but I think, uh, um, we should start to see um, um, an improvement in, in the grade profile, certainly. And as as Dawn pointed out before, uh, with getting into the um, areas of the pit, either in pit two or pit three that have coarser grain mineralization, uh, we'll get back to our normal recovery ranges again. Um, certainly the ball mill with the, the ability to fine grind or grind finder, I should say, will increase our, our recoveries further. So, um, I, we're anticipating getting back to our normal recovery range of, you know, 80, 81 or so. And then with the expansion project complete, we should be up around 84, 85% recovery, or anyway, 83 to 86 in that range.
6: Okay. Uh, that's uh, helpful, Gil. Thank you very much. Um, now with um, proper prices recovering, um, even to, you know, pre-COVID-19 levels, um has you you know any updated thoughts in terms of your capital structure? You know, I know you you know you have uh, with your partners you maintain a strong balance sheet, but any any thoughts with regards to you know additional capital that could be um available to you through the market? Um
2: I'd say we're in a pretty enviable position right now that we're going to be generating some pretty significant cash flow for the, for the operation of the mine. Um, if you look at um, our balance sheet, um, although the sum total of our debt looks high, it's, it's in very friendly hands. It's mostly related party debt um, and, and uh, between ourselves and our partners. So we consolidate all debt, but some of that debt is even due uh, to us. You know as the parent so and uh the two parents themselves hold the largest portion of the debt outstanding so i i would say that um we're in pretty friendly hands right now we we uh we we do now have 31 years of reserves and we are coming to the tail end of the project financing it would make logical sense for us to look at that uh senior facility and maybe look at an opportunity to uh, restructure some of that debt package, uh, and, and uh, certainly with uh, with the original um, uh, mine life of, of, I think, Rod, that was about 15 years or so, or 14 years, including three or year, four years of stockpile mining, uh, and now we're at 31 years. Um, we we should have a, a a solid opportunity to be able to look at a potential restructuring of that. Debt or reamortization of that debt, and and that's uh, one of the things that our partners, uh, Mitsubishi and ourselves, are are, would be looking to potentially do.
6: Great. Well, thanks very much, Uh, Gil. Best of luck.
2: Thanks, Oscar.
1: And there are no further questions at this time. I turn the call back over to Gil Clausen.
2: Um, Again, I'm listening. Thank you very much for attending the call today, and um, everybody stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes today's conference call. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect.